Welcome to the 5D podcast. Today I'm joined by Evgeny Gusev. Uh, Evgeny is the Tiny ML uh, Foundation Chairman and also Senior Director at Qualcomm Technologies Incorporated. Evgeny, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Tom, uh, for inviting us here. Really excited about the conversation. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it as well. So uh, I, I guess as a way for just kicking off and getting into it, I, I know a lot about Tiny ML Foundation. I've heard of it for quite a while. For our viewers and listeners that don't know you or the foundation, can you give a quick overview as to what that is? Yeah, uh, well, there are two parts of this. One is a tiny ML technology. Maybe I'll talk about the tiny ML technology a bit uh, first, just for those who are not familiar, and then we'll talk about the foundation. So tiny ML technology, uh, we define it very broadly as a set of uh, hardware uh, tools, uh, software tools, uh, algorithms, neural networks, and, and kind of use cases, basically end-to-end that can address machine intelligence at the very edge, at the boundary of the physical world and the digital world. And what is uh, the key here and what is cool about TinyML technology, all this machine intelligence can happen at extremely low power. Like the, the, the power numbers are below one milliwatt. That's kind of the bar we set at, at the foundation collectively. And this is extremely challenging on one hand from the technology perspective, because getting uh, there compared to the state of the art, you really need to innovate and reduce your power and everything by, by a factor of 100 or 100 factor of 1,000. So that's on the, on the technology side. But then uh, once you have this type of capability, it, it opens up a lot of things in terms of use cases and doing a broad range of applications in the battery operated space. So that's kind of very broadly how we define TinyML. It's basically machine learning at extremely low power that has a lot of implications there. Uh, and it's it's very kind of primitive, naive definition, but it, it just to calibrate the audience on, on this. And yeah. uh, and second uh, on the on the foundation, um, TinyML Foundation, uh, formally speaking, it's a nonprofit organization with the mission to drive TinyML technologies into applications and basically to grow the TinyML uh, uh, pie, what I call, and, and the pie is growing big as we speak. And uh, the pie includes, again, all kind of uh, things there. Uh, but it's really connecting technology, kind of connecting science, connecting knowledge to, to, the, to the values. And I, I'm really glad to be on, on, on this podcast because I think your new brand uh, addresses uh, some of these values. It's, it's, it's the 5V. I mean, probably there are more than 5Vs <laughs> in general, but I think it's, it's really great uh, to connect technology to, to values. That's kind of the piece that, that we are we technologists miss quite often because we are really so busy kind of being nerdy and developing things, but connecting them to, to the values. That, that's, I think, is super important these days. And uh, that's basically what TinyML Foundation is trying to do, is really connect technology to, 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 to all these values in, in a broader way. That's kind of the formal uh, definition. And effectively, we are a global community. We are a global ecosystem, and I, I think we'll talk about this in a little bit more length during this conversation. But it's, it's a global community of tens of thousands of people, very passionate and enthusiastic about uh, tiny email, uh, and uh, and um, it's, it's it's very diverse. And I think we'll talk about this too, and and uh, that, that's who we are. And our mission is, and our vision is. Uh, 
um, the, the way we see our world uh, evolving, uh, the vision statement of the Tiny Mail Foundation is we see a new world with trillions of uh, smart devices, tiny devices enabled by Tiny Mail that um, sense and act together autonomously to create a better environment and healthier environment and sustainable environment for, for all of us. So it's, it's a very powerful uh, mission and, and vision statement so because we're connecting again technology to this huge opportunity, but we do it for the sake of uh, values uh, to make a better and better world for, for us. And it's, it's not a science fiction. That's, that's what happens in the tiny email world. And we'll cover some details as we speak. Uh, excellent. Well, uh, thank you, Evgeny, for that. I, I really appreciate the overview. Uh, absolutely monumentally important the work that you're doing um, and, and what the foundation is looking to do. Um, and I appreciate you you linking it back to, to, to the 5D podcast and our five values. And certainly we'll, we'll deep dive into why this is so important from a um, society point of view and a humanitarian point of view about what the overall mission and vision is. Um, just for our listeners and viewers, a bit, a bit of a background on yourself. So obviously you've got extensive experience in a range of industries and technologies. Aside from the tiny ML, you're also senior director at Qualcomm. What, what kind of spurred you on into this field? How did you get into this to start with? What's, what's your history, Evgeny? Yeah, I think uh, kind of deep at my heart, I am uh, a technologist uh, who like, or a scientist uh, who like doing um, really cool disruptive things with an impact, kind of very, very meaningful things. Uh, historically, and I've been in this field for over, I don't know how many years, I kind of stopped counting at some point, probably over 25 years or so. Uh, we've been really doing uh, very hard, challenging problems, or like a mission impossible type of problems but then they have a huge impact i mean i'm i'm proud of many things i've done in my professional life for for, for example one of them is like every cell phone uh, uh people carry on the planet today has a technology that my team and i developed back back in ibm so it gives me kind of a bit of professional pride um the impact part of this but the, the problem itself when we started this that's um, uh, was extremely technically challenging how to develop high key dielectrics, uh, kind of a lot of materials related issues, uh, device related issues, ecosystem related issues. But like in five years, we, we kind of got it solved, and now like, you see this massive impact. That's kind of sort of like my, my DNA, what 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 I, what I like doing in my professional life, and it starts uh, deeply from 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 the basic science, from the basic knowledge, because I, I used to be a professor early in my professional life, so I, I deeply appreciate academic research and what, what happens there. I have a lot of fun working with, um, with the academia and with students. We have summer interns here, so that's kind of gives me a lot of joy working with them, kind of the fresh blood, for fresh ideas. So, But I really appreciate this kind of um, the whole food chain, if you wish, so starting from, from basic knowledge, from, from idea, from brainstorming and taking this all, 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 all the way to products with an impact. And that, that's what, what my team also does here at Qualcomm. So we, we really start kind of early in, in the ideation, but then we take it all, all the way to product and work, work with customers. And I think kind of we're quite unique in this way, kind of seeing not just kind of one piece, like one line of code, you really start kind of from, 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 a, from a bright idea that is impossible at the beginning. You have a team of smart people around you, you work with external people, partners, and at the end, you make it happen. You take it all, all, all the way. And kind of there is a similar type of history with, with Tiny Email Foundation. Uh, 
we started we started a tiny email project in Qualcomm back in 2014 when basically there was no tiny email there was no no email even like uh, there before CNNs and other things they were just becoming on the horizon and uh, that was a project on always on computer vision um, uh, back then the state of the art was like about 500 milliwatts if you want to do computer vision you take a picture you send it to the cloud you, you do uh, classification analysis there we thought wow this is inefficient can we do it like 100 times more like at one milliwatt and it was like completely crazy idea but then in a year we got the visibility done and then we, we start building our first products but then we realized that uh, uh, the opportunity is huge but we are kind of one of the first pioneers there so you really need to build this kind of ecosystem so we started to talk to our customers to some partners some of them are with google like like pete warden and arm and, and in academic people and we thought let's kind of do something about this because it starts starts with the vision right and our vision was just like our vision statement earlier so the technology become or became back then capable of solving this type of thing so we see this kind of bright future ahead and it's obviously the best to team up with the bright brightest minds on, on, on the planet to, to make this uh, vision happen right and that, that's kind of how, how the foundation started back in 2018 with a group of software and hardware companies and from the very beginning we laid down um, kind of the dna of, the, of, of this foundation to be deeply technical to be kind of an end-to-end -end type of community starting from uh, software or starting from basically uh, devices and, and, and transistors and going all the way to applications kind of full stack end-to-end. -end. So we uh, that's on the technical side and, and then on the community culture, on the community spirit side from the very beginning, we said it's going to be a non-profit uh, type of thing, all-inclusive. All uh, diversity is going to be one of our um, cornerstones there. So we, we really started with, with diversity in all kinds of ways. It's geographical diversity, topics diversity, beginners, experts, genders, all kinds of things there. So, so I think I am a strong believer that any ecosystem as strong as a diversity is. Like look at the Amazon. Yeah? It's a very powerful ecosystem and, and the diversity is a key there. So, so that, 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 those kind of things. And th these ideas uh, and these kind of um, uh, principles of the foundation, they resonated very well. So we started small when we started our first event uh, and we, we had our kind of founder meeting there. We said, well, if, if we get uh, 30 people in the room, that would be a success. Like uh, in a month we, when we spread the, the, the word out just by kind of by the word of mouth, we didn't even publicize it like we had uh, 200 people knocking our doors say wow that, that 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 kind of a good validation that it's the right time for, for, for this type of thing and and then from then on it's been growing really great so again today we are in tens of thousands in any type of dimensions in terms of number of people uh, companies supported and and this is fueled by my really all this opportunity that people see i mean on one hand we have this technology capability that is becoming more mature, uh, both uh, the, the hardware, devices, uh, software tools, algorithms, everything is kind of coming together. But then we see a whole zoo of all the opportunities and uh, both on the commercial side and, and for good side that are coming there. And, and that resonates really well. That kind of what fuels this, this growth of this community. It's, it's the principles being kind of open, transparent, diverse, uh, focus on value, values. And, and, and then 
the opportunity that we see ahead. And it's not like a, a 20 year type of horizon. This opportunity is like today. So like people can develop tiny applications and make a difference all over the world today. And that's what is happening. That, that's why we're super yeah. excited about you. Well, thank, thank you so much for the overview. I think um, you, know, you, you yourself has a, have a fantastic background, but I think what resonates with me and why I was so keen to get you on the podcast is the fact that you are really values and principle driven, right? You know, you talk about the values and principles here. And I guess what I wanted to go on to is to talk about the impact of, of tiny ML uh, and how we actually connect prob uh, technology to real problems. Um, uh, we've spoken offline and, and, and in the brief talking about the three pillars of impact, commercial, social, and AI and data um, democratization as such, right? You know, how, how how we how we work on those on those three levels? Um, could you go into those uh, and and talk about the aims, what you've done so far, and what you hope to do within those three pillars? Yeah. So uh, thank you, Tom, for asking this because uh, these days that's kind of what keeps me up at night is 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 this huge opportunity on the, on the impact side of things because. Uh, when we started, or when I started uh, 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 research on TinyML back at Qualcomm, I was super excited about the technology part of it. It was very challenging, very interesting, multidisciplinary, a lot of bright people. So, so I, that was kind of my first wave of excitement was more on, on the technology side. So when, then we started, uh, when we started the foundation, um, then I was really blown away by the by the power of the community and this uh, global ecosystem like there's just so so much energy there and we'll talk about this also in a moment people coming to us with all kind of interesting ideas how to make things better bigger all, all this uh, that type of thing so i think that was my kind of second wave of excitement was on on the community on the ecosystem side but then the more I started thinking about this is like we have the technology which is there which is ready and it's, it's a very kind of low bar to use type of technology for people low bar low cost right so it's very affordable and it's very powerful in terms of capabilities then we have this huge community of people and just like to give you an idea on on, on the scale uh, we have uh, tiny email edu uh, branch of tiny email which basically focus on educational activities and governed by the academic advisory board and and there are uh, many distinguished professors there. One, one of them is Professor Vijay Reddy from, uh, um, from Harvard. And they, they started TinyML EDU class, uh, EDX class. And in a year, this class, uh, it's an online class, it's a certificate type of class, is being enrolled by 70,000 students in a year. Wow, can, one year. Can, can you imagine that uh, people are learning? Uh, there is so much interest to learn tiny ML, and these people are going into the workforce, right? You have the tools, you have the technology, you have this talent coming. Like, really, the way I see kind of our job now at the Tiny ML Foundation, how do you connect the technology, all these great capabilities that tiny ML companies are developing with this enormous talent that, like, these newcomers, like 70,000 students, and then the big companies and startups, how do you connect them together? And start start making a, a, a difference, start making the impact. And talking the impact, that was a bit of a long introduction to, to your question. And that's kind of that, that's my third way uh, of excitement now. Um, in tiny ML, it's on, on the impact side of things. Obviously, the technology is continuing, the community is growing, but really, how, how do yeah. you connect this to? And, and the way I see the impact, yeah, go ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to mention 70,000 people enrolling is a colossal number for something which is new, 
with hardly any at that time marketing and PR. And what do you put that down to, Evgeny? Like, because that's staggering, isn't it? Why, why do you think so many people enrolled so soon? Yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a side question. I think we'll get to the impact because that's kind of a very interesting one. But I think what, what you ask is also interesting because, like, what did we do? I, I mean, effectively, we did nothing. <laughs> we didn't have, like, any any commercials on NBC, Dupe, and Super Bowl type of thing, right? Like, hey, <laughs> go and join TinyML. We just basically uh, did a couple of things. I think w- when we started the foundation, our kind of goal in the first two years was build the awareness because back then in 2018 people didn't know what it is and if it's possible or not and i think we spent quite a bit of time really kind of promoting the awareness like this is possible and when you talk to people like both engineer type of people non-engineer type of people you show them this tiny device i should have have it some way here i should prepare it like for for, for my um what you can call from here that's um, that blows them their mind away like wow is this possible and i think this is kind of the the, the wow moment of um yeah i got it so that's so for, our, so for our listeners you need to hop onto youtube if you want to see what evgeny's got in his hand right now <laughs> so i don't know if people can even see this so this this, this um this tiny device oh, okay yeah. yeah so this is a this is a tiny ML device um, for, for always on computer vision. So when you show it people, so this thing is a, is effectively a camera and AI engine inside that can do all this device analytics, count people, do your face detection and do all the good things. It really blows people's mind away. That, that's basically was the wow factor what created this type of momentum. And then, I mean, it's more than wow factor. Like, hey, people say, yeah, that, that's, that's cool. But how, how do I get involved? For this, you really need to, to prepare educational materials, development boards. We have companies in, in a tiny ML ecosystem who are really good in, in kind of do, doing development kits, development boards, people doing the educational program. And that kind of creates this huge, massive snowball effect uh, there. So, but kind of back to your question, it's just really sharing the vision, sharing actually the values there too. Because uh, when they show people like, hey, you can use the thing and we'll talk about this also in a moment and that can think change things around you in, in a very positive way that's mass, ma, 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 uh, massive um, in, in in impact and just uh, also i was also like every time i see the thing i'm 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 i'm, I'm i don't know I, I i don't believe that what is happening but it, it is happening like like for example we had tiny email uh vision content last year and there was like, uh, we did it with, with Hacksters. Like um, the idea there, there was like, what can you do with this type of devices for, for vision type of applications? And uh, there was a lot of cool ideas there, like for five finalists. And I think we gave one honorary uh, recognition to a team of kids from Toronto. And they were from five to nine years old. So, so these kids, they develop their own tiny ML application basically from scratch, from, from with, with some parents' uh, supervision minimal. But that kind of gives an idea like how easy it is to do it if five to nine years old kids can, can develop their own application. And they, they come up with an application that solves their own problem, right? Their problem was, um, this, this application was tiny ML uh, birth feather. So the, basically the application there is when you feed birds, birds um, uh, there, uh, there are squirrels coming and they're eating uh, birds' food. 
and they, they wanted to create a computer vision type of application using TinyML that uh, classifies birds and squirrels differently, right? So it's a very, very interesting use case uh, solving their particular problem, mostly for fun, but it shows like that they work on this for about a month and they they come out with all kind of, I saw the picture, they have industrial designs on napkins and those kind of things, five people, and then come up with this type of thing. So that's, that's kind of the power of, um, of, 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 of using this type of technology uh, and companies do, do, do this type of thing. So that's, that, that's, that's how, how it's happening. And we are, we are at Animal Foundation, we are steering this, we are helping this. So as I said, the first two years, we focus on building awareness, building brands. So now everyone knows about TinyML. People know how to do it, this type of things. So now we realize the next kind of frontier for us is is more on applications and and use cases and uh, end users. So now I think that the foundation focused most of the energy these days on connecting technology to end users to applications. How do you educate them? Basically, what we did two three years ago, educating technological community. How do you educate now end users? How do we connect businesses with all these opportunities? And there are already many examples. We can talk about this later there. So, but uh, back to the, your questions on, 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 on the uh, impact, and we'll probably dive into the impact one by one. The way I see it personally, there are three or four areas where impact is massive and transformational. One is obviously in the, in the commercial space. So how do you apply tiny more technologies to make things smarter, better. And this is a huge, huge opportunity because it's all about digitization of, of, of our kind of world, world. I think we're all kind of getting more into the digital space. How do you, how do you digitize things? How do you make your industries more digital? How do you make it actionable? And that's basically what TinyML offers, right? Like for example, one TinyML company, I think it's a public now, it's a shoreline IoT here in, in, in the Bay Area. They work with one of the major gas supplier in the U.S. company, and they put tiny ML devices on uh, in gas lines in the U.S., basically throughout all the U.S. And but by doing this kind of uh, real-time analytics, they can do quite a bit of anomaly detection and predictive maintenance. So they basically know like what happens with the gas lines. So it's a huge value for people who use it uh, on the commercial side. So you're saving a lot of money in terms of uh, doing uh, predictive maintenance and, and, and so on. So that that's kind of the commercial opportunity. So like, how do you digitize things and make them actionable? And you see a lot of examples in logistics, warehouses, retail. So it's it's, it's a massive opportunity in, in, in all of these verticals. And, and it's all about data. So that's yeah. kind of one angle. So the other big angle of this, and again, we'll dive on this. I'm just going to list them and we can dive in all of them one by one coming in a second. So the second big one is tiny email for good. So I think, and that's kind of where we have a good synergy with, with your organization doing, doing values. Uh, how do we kind of uh, do planet first and then profit second, right? So that's, that's, the, that's the tiny ML for good, basically. So, because again, the unique things about tiny ML, that tiny ML is intimately and ultimately connected to the planet. So you can put all the sensors everywhere and you can do things, uh, soil control, uh, agriculture control, all, all, all these type of things, and uh, tons of examples there. And, and again, that's the value of the community there too. Like when we talk to folks, like for example, in Africa, they see all these problems around them and uh, environmental and other things. So, so that's the for good pillar, which has another three sub pillars. It's uh, uh, healthcare, STEM, and, and, and sustainability. So that's, that's the kind of second one. 
And, and the third part of impact is AI democratization, which is even more massive and transformational than the first two, because uh, today uh, the way AI happens, it's all data-driven, right? And, 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 and tool-driven. And the tools and the data belong today to the big companies, to three, four, five big companies in the world, and they kind of monetize it the way they want it. And, and then, then other people just do it for hire. So, so uh, TinyML gives this unique opportunity to give the tools and the data back to people who own them. So, and that, that is, is, is a huge one in terms of potential, how people can do things, can do their businesses without all these dependencies. And kind of the whole value equation moves back to people, not to the kind of to the giant corporations who, who own and basically take advantage of this disproportionately. So I'm a dreamer, but um, that's kind of, I hope that this, uh, this will be a big driver for, for kind of building uh, or bridging this uh, digital divide and kind of giving technology back to, to, to people who can use it and who can monetize it. So yeah. that's why I'm so, so passionate about the, the impact of, of tiny email these days. It's again, it's the commercial opportunities, it's for good opportunities, and it's the, the AI democratization. I mean, those are huge. Yeah, well, thank thank you so much for the overview, Evgeny, and and I can, you can see that the passion kind of pours out from you when you talk about it, right? Which I think is such a great thing, um, and and it's rare that you've got something that has those three pillars and that can cover them in in such a good way, you know, commercial. Uh, the democratization of the data, you know, the for good aspect, which is something that we're very keen on here within the business. Um, and, and you went back to the example at the start about the, the squirrel, et cetera, and, and the camera detection. And I think, you know, you've got some really kind of uh, interesting use cases, but you sometimes need those, right? So that other people can actually say, oh, hey, that's a good idea. We could use that for X, right? And you have this kind of domino effect where people start implementing tiny ML in lots of different ways. It, perhaps no one ever thought that might be possible or, or, or could be a fix at the start. Um, I, I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to dive in a little bit more into uh, the for good aspect for you and, and, and what that means. Um, so you spoke a little bit about the digital divide as well and, um, you know, and, and being able to level, level that out somewhat, right? And um, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be curious to know more about that and why that's important to you and, and also to the foundation. Well, there are two separate ones. One is the for good, and the other one is is on on the democratization side. So let let's start with the for good. Um, we all know that we are in big trouble, right? Like as a planet, I, I, I mean, the, the the population grows, uh, pollutions grow. Kind of in, in the, nobody is disputing the climate change anymore. It's kind of obvious. People experience it every year with their skin. Wildfires in California heat waves in London this year, right? So like, it's, it's obvious, I think, that, that, we, are, that we, are, we have a problem that, that needs to be solved. And, uh, and, and, and the problem there is, uh, it comes at, uh, at, at different levels. It's like, how do you monitor uh, things and how do, how do you make them actionable? But, but also, how do we um, reduce um, energy consumption, for example? Uh, so, um, I was participating at a, uh, at a great uh, um, workshop at MIT a few months back, and there was a research done at, at MIT. They basically say, and, and it, it also kind of blows me away, if you think about it, the way they were saying, the way um, AI and IT technologies progress, 
in terms of energy consumption uh, and, and the volume uh, by 2040 and 2040 is what 17, 18 years from now. All the energy produced in the world today and, and extrapolated back then in 2040 will be going just to feed the, the, the AI machines. That, that's insane. That, that, that's, that, that, that's crazy. We'll have no energy to, to have electricity in, in your house or microwave or anything like this, right? So we'll, we'll be all kind of feeding the machines. And, and that, that's a huge problem on, on its own, for example. That's where TinyML comes to play. So basically, the, the message from, from this uh, MIT panel was for us to be sustainable. We need to reduce this by a factor of a million, how, how they do things. So TinyML at least allows to do it by a factor of 1,000. That's kind of that's a huge step in this direction. But e even there, we are not there yet, right? So it's like, how do we go uh, about digitizing the whole world and making it smarter without killing ourselves, right? Because it could be like a suicidal thing, like, hey, we want to be all in, living in a smart world. For this, we need to have technologies and energy and everything, right? We, we produce this, but then, well, there is no no smart place to live. We basically killed ourselves, right? So that's, that's, I think we need to be super, super mindful about things. And, and, and the big problem there is also in mindset, like when people design this huge uh, uh, models to compute, machine learning models to compute, they basically assume that all these compute resources are free and they, it's, they, they take it for granted. Like, well, I can develop this huge model. I can train it for a month, two months, three months with a lot of data. I'm going to get a cool result either for my company product or for to publish a paper and 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 then um, and then um, and then just I'm good right but we need to think about this like what do I do to, to the planet in, in a big way for, for for example I think there was a study done at the University of Massachusetts Amherst and they say that it varies from model to model but like if, if, it, if you train a model um, uh, uh, a, your carbon footprint for this is 5x of a lifetime of a car. So basically, to train one model, you basically produced as much carbon uh, as your car driving, driving for the whole lifetime, whatever, 10 years. That, that's insane, right? So that's, I think we really need to think collectively uh, how do we reduce this. This is kind of on, on the energy side. And then kind of talking about consequences, um, how do you monitor all, all, all the things like what, what we're doing there? It's, it's the, uh, how do you monitor wildfires? How do you monitor all the uh, weather patterns? Like, for, for example, we have a joint project now, as we speak, it's happening um, uh, with uh, UN, United Nations IQ organization. It's a smart weather station. So uh, apparently, if you look at the weather stations in the world, uh, Europe, uh, America are reasonably well covered, but the whole Africa and other parts of the world, you have like white, there is no, no, no monitoring there. So I think we, we kind of put this challenge there. How do you design a system powered by tiny ML that can monitor some extreme conditions without um, moving parts. Uh, it's like rain, wind, temperature, uh, and other type of things. So, so that's kind of where TinyML can, can, um, can, can play a big, big, big role. Uh, the other one is kind of closing all these feedback loops uh, because we know that, uh, um, for example, uh, um, many industries are not uh, efficient, like like when you do agriculture, irrigation, like we're wasting a lot of water in, in one places, we're not kind of getting enough of water uh, in, in other places. So how do we make sure we control uh, these uh, conditions precisely? Right? 
So that's that, that, that that's kind of the area where you can have quite easy feedback mechanism happening with moisture sensors and, and temperature sensors and other type of things. And you can do it you can do it in a, in, in a smart way. Like one, one example there, we have a, one, one company um, uh, in, in Arizona, they gave a presentation at the time of the boot uh, summit last year. They, they have a, a farm, actually a winery in, in Arizona. I, I didn't really know that it's possible there because it's, it's too hot there. And the way they do it in a smart kind of uh, way, they, they, they've been able to reduce their water consumption, if I, if I remember it correctly, by a factor of like um, almost like a half. And again, this is a huge one if you do it at the massive scale, right? And other examples are water wells, dry water wells. Like a lot of them are going dry because there is no monitoring. People just suck water out of the out of the earth and they have no clue like what they're doing, right? Um, uh, this type of example. So it's, it's, it's really uh, another one is, um, for example, uh, retail, specifically groceries. About 30% of groceries are getting spoiled because they, they don't um, do kind of chemical transportation, temperature control, humidity control. So these things can, 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 be, can be done uh, also, also with tiny emails. So kind of a lo lo lot of opportunities um, on the sustainability, on, on the monitoring um, uh, climate, um, the, 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 this type of things. Then, then I think if the, the other pillar of tiny email for good is healthcare. Um, especially in the parts of the world where people don't have access to, to good, to good uh, healthcare. Uh, so, so you can uh, do a lot of wearable, hearable type of tiny email devices, helping people to monitor their conditions and effectively to be their, their own doctor with some applications or to be able to effective, effectively com communicate your, your kind of state of your condition um, uh, to doctors like some examples elderly care right you can you can put tiny email devices just like what, what i show here a, a private type of devices in uh, in the hospitals and elderly care type of places and you can monitor people's conditions their fall uh, temperatures all, 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 all kind of things there so it's it's kind of massive opportunity because you can do it so like seamlessly at extreme level power and in in, in a very very intelligent way and last but not least is STEM. I mean, uh, I think as um, UN identified one of the 17 uh, sustainability goals is really in, in education. And I think that's kind of where the impact and the value will be quite massive. You give these tools and technologies to people in the parts of the world that have no access to this technology. And it creates, again, a lot of opportunities there. So again, tiny mail for good is really kind of my number one passion these days because I, I can see clearly, I can see the, a path of these things is happening because we have we have the technology which is mature, which is affordable, it can, it can be scalable. We have this talent all over the world. And again, you talk to different people, they see tiny mail solutions through different prisms, whether through their own prisms. Right? And quite often it's, it's the for good prism. And, and uh, we're going to see a lot, lot of examples there in, in this space. Yeah, I, 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 I completely agree. And it resonates a lot with me. You know, one of the reasons why we, we rebranded this podcast and our wider business is because if you're not doing something for good, then you're kind of part of the problem, really, if you're not actually trying to fix it in some way. And I think we all kind of have to own up to doing that to some degree. And I think some of the use cases that you're talking about there, but specifically, and, and I'm reading from your website, you know, the on-device sensor data analytics at low, at extremely low power, right? So the the ability for the sensors to do this, 
is astronomical because you can put them into forests to early detection of wildfires. You can do that from tracking of freight, monitoring, loads of different aspects. And, and I think our viewers and listeners need to be reminded that the sheer waste and indulgence that there is when it comes to shipping food and, and water and, and freight and just, you know, you, you, it, it's, it's staggering how much we waste as a planet, right? And, and, and by having just an understanding or a way of trying to fix that, uh, like you said about the farm in Arizona, right? Just produ producing uh, or using less water can make a, a colossal difference. I guess what I'm excited about is what could we do if we link everything together, right? So we get all this data, we link all of these sensors from all of these different use cases and, and that had a synergetic effect uh, you know, there's there's ex there's extreme power in that as well, Evgeny, potentially, right? If we could bring all of this together. Yeah, you're making an excellent point, Tom. I think uh, definitely there is a huge synergistic effect and there is a huge networking type of effect because it's not like you're solving one problem. I mean, one problem solves another type of problem. And it's kind of becomes kind of you're getting deep into the people's mindset instead of people thinking that things are for free. Kind of you need to think that we live in a, in a world, in a growing world in terms of population with constrained resources. So the question is, how do we utilize, utilize these resources in, in a smart way, right? Like this, this farm in Arizona, right? Or, or, or like another tiny example, it's also kind of one of my early favorite ones. It's a farm, a bee farm in, in Kenya. So they develop a tiny animal solutions called iBees. That's the company name. They basically put tiny animal devices. Um, it's a accelerometers, gyros, temperature sensors, uh, vision and audio type of sensors inside of a beehive. And by doing so, they can have a closed um, feedback loop, monitor the state of, of their bee family there. Because in, in Kenya, apparently, I didn't know this, honey business is a big business, uh, like about 90,000 people are involved, farms, it's probably more, more, more than people. And they, their pain point is there is a 30% loss every year. And this loss comes from two sources. One is people's activity, basically people stealing things uh, and kind of doing some intrusions and also the kind of some diseases, like if, if there's a disease in, in, in the bee family, it's basically it's not good, right? So by using type of this type of feedback loop, you can cut this back 30% big, big time. And again, it has a massive impact. So it's tons of examples like this, just give the technology people uh, and they will find a problem to solve them and it, it will be for good and also for the commercial thing like like this i i be in kenya there is a commercial angle there and there is an uh, obviously for good aspect there but again it's, it's more like also the main side mindset because before people were not even thinking this is possible you can tell them hey this is possible just think about this imagine if you use this connect this to this what kind of impact is going to have around you and that's kind of what we're trying to do in, in terms of kind of connecting these dots, the, the capabilities with, with the problems and tell people it's doable. And also promoting all these kind of examples, like these guys did this and, and, and make all these connections uh, in, in, in the network. That kind of, there is a huge power uh, of the network effect here, which we don't fully utilize yet. It's, it's, it's enormous kind of when you, when you think about this uh, globally. No, I, I completely agree. And it, you, you've... Um... You've, you've said that really well, actually. I think it's a strong and diverse ecosystem uh, and, and the power of working together. And this is the beauty of having the foundation. It's not, it's not for profit. It's out here uh, 
to do something special and 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 to to leave a legacy of sorts. Um, I'd be interested uh, to explain to some of our developers and engineers listening how they get started. Right? Um, how 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 do they find out more about the foundation? How can they have an impact in what it's looking to achieve? Yeah, we continue doing a lot of uh, educational materials, just kind of to to teach people how, how to do it, and also to give an overview and some examples, like 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 what we're doing. Just uh, some of them. Uh, I think every week we have tiny email talk series, like when people present uh, their latest and greatest. Uh, once a month, we have tiny email trailblazer series where. Um, um, where we basically share success stories. We had one yesterday uh, that was very, 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 very interesting. So then we have uh, a lot of educational activities, like uh, we, we, we do uh, workshops. Uh, I think this year we did already three. Well, one was on AutoML tools. Like, for example, there are many AutoML tools. And uh, those are the tools that allow people, some of them, like, they even claim it's a no-code type of tools. Basically, you don't need to be a programmer uh, to to do tiny ML and, and there are like a dozen of companies who presented their products and some of these products are actually free to, to use. Uh, and this is all available online because we are um, a very open uh, community. So basically we, we share everything openly basically immediately. So you can imagine like 12 companies doing auto ML tools. Like you don't need to be a, a, a fancy programmer to be this type of thing. So all you need to think about like, hey, I have a problem to solve. I have some data to do it. And then this company is this tool to help you. So we, we, we did one on, on device learning uh, sometime a couple of months ago. Uh, then uh, and we're doing neuromorphic now. A lot of kind of educational activities. Then we have formal programs like this, EDX certificate, that is Coursera certificate uh, type of programs. So it can be kind of uh, done completely for free uh, if you don't want to get a certificate but if you want to be certified you you complete this course and typically those courses are about like uh, four to to six weeks kind of different programs we have different things there and, and we have information there on, on the website there so you can pay uh, some some nominal fee if you get a certificate and there are many companies developers they offer their development kits and and also they have their own training uh, dynamic programs so if you want to have a specific company specific uh, hardware there they will also teach you there so that that's basically they think it is there so you can think basically this is there and almost for, for free for, for, for developers um, to, to use so just kind of use your imagination and think like how we can solve a problem around me or if I can start a company um, that uh, uh, can can use TinyML as one of the kind of enabling type of technology. Or if you're already working for a big company, you can think like, hey, that's kind of the way I, I do my project, my business today. But if I use it in a TinyML way, maybe I can increase productivity, reduce costs, reduce carbon footprint. So, so it's all there, um, and 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 then it's, uh, I think uh, if you're really interested to to get so like a jump start on TinyML and have like a day a speed dating type of uh, uh, participation, we do in-person events. Um, we do in-person events all over the world through meetups, but then we have uh, three uh, uh, major events happening uh, every year in different parts of the world. We have in in the in the spring uh, we have a tiny ML uh, summit. It's here in, in the Bay Area, 
So this is probably the best place to come and really get exposure. Like in two days, you, you will learn uh, not everything, but but a lot, be a lot of things to digest. And you'll meet with all the companies there. You can make this instantaneous connections with people where people show demos, their products on the floor. Uh, then we have tiny email uh, EMEA, uh, Europe, Middle East, and Africa event uh, happening uh, also annually, and tiny email Asia. Those are kind of the, the big flagship flagship events, and we have a lot of virtual events. So just the, the easiest is to go to tinyml.org. Uh, you'll see a calendar of, of events there, all, all the materials there. You can shoot email to me at yevgeny at tinyml.org. I can kind of direct you. We have we have tiny email organization staff who can help you with, with, with this type of thing. It's, uh, it's like I think the bottleneck is is um, is your imagination, and there is no no limit there. <laughs> so it's yeah, like you, 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 you can dream about this. And again, by by design and by philosophy, we, we do that. Most of our activities are free, uh, and it's thanks to to our strategic partners and sponsors. That's kind of how we have the the feedback there. People, companies see the value in what we're doing. They provide some support, and this support goes back back to the to the community through this. Uh, uh, free programs like a lot of activities to be involved and and again kind of my my message kind of high level message today that i would like to leave here is the technology is solid um, the capabilities are there it's it's a low cost all these tools are available hardware tools development kits so again it's, it's quite mature so think about how you can use this technology to do things for you for, for, for your community for, for your neighborhood for, for your company for, for your business what kind of problems you can um, solve by using this type of technologies and basically make a better world for all of us and maybe also make a good business for yourself by doing this type of thing. So that's kind of the time where we are. So again, two years ago, like, uh, can it be done? Can it not be done? Now it's basically it's checked. It's it's done. It's, it's massive. It's low cost. There are many people doing this kind of things, many companies providing the supply chain is growing. So it's, 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 it's getting mature. It's really... How do we connect it now to to all these opportunities to the impact and do it in a way we discuss it so we create the value in a very very broad sense, both the, the commercial value but also the, the for good value for all of us and make make a kind of the planet first and the, and the profit second type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank thank you so much for for all of that, the overview and and how people can get involved. I think it's I think it's really. Uh, great that you are are so passionate about it for being for a good for a good aspect, but it encompasses quite a lot of things. For, you know, for our, I, I started the question with for our developers and engineers listening, how can they get involved? But I think from a career prospect as well, actually, you know, machine learning, um, uh, you know, embedded at the edge, embedded machine learning, you know, these types of technologies. This is the way it's going. This is the way uh, the market is developing. So. Uh, big business are involved with this. You know, your meetup group has twelve thousand members, right? Uh, you know, it's 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 flying. And I think um, you have the chance to learn new skills with like-minded people working on something that has a real feel-good and environmental factor, um, and work with some really bright people and do some good stuff. So I think it's kind of a win-win for everyone and for more people to get involved in the foundation. Uh, and as you said, it's non for, non, non, for, non for profit, right? And you very kindly shared your details and where people can can get involved. We'll drop it in the comments as well, and and when we post this out online, so that people can see. And in fact, by the time this is going out, you would have just had your event in Cyprus as well, right? So you you would have had to, quite a lot of uh, 
of things going on from that. Um, in terms of the future, and I guess just to wrap up today, Evgeny, uh, you know, we always want to know where people are going in the future, where the business is going. Um, it's, an, it's always an interesting question because I, I kind of feel like we should look back at this in the future and say, were we right? Were we wrong? You know, what, what, what was that like? But wh where do you think the potential for Tiny ML to be in the next five years? Well, I think uh, about uh, when we started the foundation uh, in the 2019, um, I, I put together some like this kind of qualitative roadmap. And according to this roadmap, uh, I think uh, by now we were supposed to have like the first application of the first product of TinyML. That is what, what is happening. Right? Like we see actually it happened before I, I, I predicted it. So kind of my, my next thinking, and actually it was back also three years ago that uh, in, in the next two, three years, we are going to start seeing what, what people call killer applications, right? And, and it looks like kind of the way it evolves today, um, most of these initial killer applications will be in the, in the industrial IoT, in the, like what we discussed, predictive maintenance, anomaly detection, this type of things. It's kind of, it's really growing strong there. I think the next one, killer one, will probably be in, in, the, in the healthcare uh, type, type of thing. And once we see this kind of, uh, killer um, applications, there will be strong pull force that is going to create this enormous moment, momentum into the trillion of devices. Basically, the whole the whole pie is going to be growing so, so, super, super fast. Again, we already have quite healthy products, technologies, companies, M&A activities, venture people in, in this space, companies are making profit. That's kind of what we predicted. Again, next, next uh, milestone will be killer apps. Like, like, for example, iPhone, that's a killer app, right? Before iPhone, there were a bunch of phones. iPhone came, the whole market kind of took off, right? So so that's that's kind of the killer app thing. And once you have a killer app, it's going to create all kinds of interesting things uh, around this type of applications, these ecosystems. And also, I think uh, it will be also interesting to see where, where technologies, we're talking about technology, but TinyML is going to create, and I'm pretty sure about this, and it's going to be even more interesting, some very interesting uh, business models on data, um, how, how like like what I said how if if you have this feedback things happening in the in the in the hotel or in the in the hospital you generate a lot of data because the beauty of tiny melts it's about data I mean, 95 percent of the data in the world is in, in the tiny ml space we are, we are digging this data and once you have this data business-minded people will start thinking like how do you create this data to to to, for, for new business models because it's, it's all about value, but uh, there'll be some interesting ideas coming on the business model as well, just like Airbnb type of business models, right? Because what is, what is Airbnb? Just you have an app and, and you have you have people there. Or what, what is Uber? You have, you, have, you have GPS, car, and app. So 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 we're, we're going to see a lot of interesting business model coming as well as well. Maybe after we have this kind of wave of killer apps after this. So that, that's kind of my vision. And a lot of also innovations can kind of for me being a technologist i should not ignore the, the technological innovations i think we're going to see a cool a lot of cool stuff happening on the technology and science side of tiny ml which we already see like people doing uh, analog compute people doing neuromorphic compute people doing computer memory uh, smaller models i think all of these uh, out of low power sensors um, new battery type of technologies uh, energy scavenging i mean all of the th things are happening in parallel as again a fascinated field I'm a technologist, I'm a scientist, I, I love this, but again, my heart these days is more on the on the impact side of things, like how are we going to connect this technology to, to the world of, of values and make a big impact there? And I think 
dynamic has a strong potential. Yeah, I mean, it is colossal. I mean, you talk about, yeah, app front and, you know, Airbnb, like your Ubers, your, your marketplaces, right? You know, you create the, the tools in the gold rush, you don't get the gold, right? And I think uh, something, something that resonates a lot with me here is this coalescing of different forces at the moment, right? You know, you talk about energy harvesting, right? If it wasn't for energy harvesting technology, if it wasn't for lithium technology, if it wasn't for nanoprocessors, if it wasn't for all of these things converging at the same time, we couldn't do it. Uh, so it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's an amazing time to be in. And that's why we need people in the foundation. That's why we need people to come together so we can take this and actually bring it to the next stage together. and do the other things. So Evgeny, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Uh, we always fight, uh, we always finish this show with some, uh, quick fire questions, uh, to get to know you a little bit more, but it's been absolutely amazing. So I've got, I've got a couple of questions for you. Uh, they're quick fire, but they might not be quick answers. So we'll see how we get on with it. Uh, first one is, what does Industry 5.0 mean to you? Well, I think it's probably uh, taking a human out of, out of the equation and make it kind of more running on a in kind of in a self-organized way it's a, it's kind of in a, in a very broad way okay yeah i like that uh favorite piece of software that you use on a daily basis that you couldn't live without uh i think i would answer it the other way i i i think i would prefer to live without software in my <laughs> in, 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 in my everyday okay life. just to okay. make sure make sure it yeah. happens in the back, in the background <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and in fact, that. that's actually interesting. Some of the models that ML people are developing now is it, basically you, it's uh, text, uh, speech to text, and then text to code. Right. It's 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 like crazy what is happening in in, in this world, yeah. like transformer type of models and, and so on. It's, yeah. What, what I said like a, a minute ago, it's not a science fiction. It just happens. Like I can talk to you, like, hey, I would like to program such and such. So then, then the speech goes to text, and the text converted to the code, and I don't really need to know anything. Right? That 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 is probably going to be happening in the next five years. It's it's it's, yeah, it's becoming visible now. Do you know what? Just Doctor Doctor Hijack is going to have one last question for you. But the low code, no code revolution will absolutely uh, fuel the tech industry. Because at the moment, if you think about it, it's been quite esoteric, right? You know, my background is in embedded engineering. Everyone that we've had on the show has come from a coding background of sorts or can do some high-level coding and some description. But until we can get the kids of today coding in a way that they can do it through natural language processing and converting that to code, uh, you know, we, we're never going to see the true realization. Of it. So, yeah, you're right. I think in the next five years... Uh, it's it's going to be astronomical what we can what we can do. And I think as a side comment, kind of a message to younger people in the audience who are just getting into into this field and kind of people who are thinking about getting degrees in this field, uh, my recommendation would be focus not so much on the tools uh, and and the languages, focus more on problem solving, build your mindset, uh, wire yourself while you are studying things, more kind of focusing on problems, not on the technology. Because technology is evolving so fast, it's hard to keep up, it's getting easier to use. It's really how to use technologies to solve problems. I think that's what we all need to be thinking. It's one of the main things that the World Economic Forum spoke about uh, in the future jobs was uh, un big unsolved meaningful problems, right? 
uh, you know, problem solving, right? And I think I think you're absolutely right. Uh, last question, Evgeny. Uh, what book would you recommend that people go out and buy right now, fiction or non-fiction? Uh, well, right now, uh, there are many good books. I mean, uh, I wish I have more time to read them. It's just on my to-do list, just like this this uh, New Year resolution was like less screen time, more 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 books and i've been following this for the for the first two months and like yesterday i must confess i work until midnight on, on the screen so i i would rather love to read um, books instead so right now i am uh reading a book uh um, and it's just a snapshot i'm reading the book scale and speed it's really a, okay it's a book bl blueprint you, you you aware of this book it's like uh, no how do you no read? Uh, it's 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 a basically a blueprint uh, how we're going to save the planet. It's a bit specific OKRs with some some numbers. Just came out. Uh, it's a it's a very interesting but also very important book. It gives a perspective on on some of the topics we we, we, we discussed today. And I, I also have a tendency I have a tendency to read multiple books at the same time. That's kind of how my how my brain works. I'm kind of jumping <laughs> different things, but that's yeah. Yeah, you, you, I, I guess the, the important thing is there is this is not to get them confused, right? Uh, so you you know you end up getting getting lost in the own books. But um, no, that's fantastic. I'm definitely going to look into that, and when I find it, we'll drop that in the comments as well. Uh, Evgeny, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for giving up your time today to talk about Tiny ML Foundation. Um, we're going to put all the links um, in the comments, guys. So you can follow up, check out the socials, get involved in the foundation. It's doing some amazing stuff. Uh, and, and if you weren't sold during this episode, go and have a look online. But uh, I can't imagine anyone not being wanting to get involved after you've spoken about it, Evgeny. So thank you once more. Yeah, thank you for having me here again, Tom. I think uh, I'm really glad the 5 V is really focusing on the topics we, we, we discussed today, really, really on, on, on the values, on, on, on the diversity on, on the planet. I think uh, those are the things we need to drum up uh, more together. And again, the good news there. The right technology that can help us and there is the energy in the world to do this kind of good things we just need to connect all of this and multiply the, the, the positive effect thank you thank again you, okay.